I feel like the first thing we have to talk about, even though Kasim doesn't want to talk about it, is uh, so Kasim is a wonderful person. He's very responsible, and he picks me up before we do the podcast uh, every week. You carpooled, so cute. We carpool, and last week after after he dropped me off, luckily he had some issues. What happened? What happened? Well, <laughs> I got to preface this with um, I'm a very responsible car owner. You give off that vibe. I like to, uh, you know, I like to keep like just before I picked up Rob today, I put air in my tires. I, oh. you know, I like to go. A precious cargo. Kick the tires. You know, make yeah. I gotta make sure. Make you sure kick my, them to test yeah. them. Well, you know, you know. Uh, so old fashioned. Um, I was driving. So I was driving back. Uh, Rob lives in Westwood. I live in Culver City. So it's hey, fifteen be minutes. More discreet. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Don't say where I live. I won't. Um, Inglewood. I'll stop and, it. Okay. Interrupting. I'm sorry. Uh, fifteen minutes without traffic between my my house and his house and uh but with traffic it's 30 minutes so i drop rob off it takes me 30 minutes and it's just down the 405 and um i remember right before i was dr- dr- about to drop rob off i looked at my gas gauge i'm like oh that's kind of getting kind of low um i should maybe get gas after i drop him off because i don't want to make rob sit there and wait Oh, stop. <laughs> no, this is a thought I had. I'm not trying to make myself look like a saint, but I am, and, I, and you should recognize that. And um, I looked at the gas gauge, and I, my light was on, but it's it comes on, you know? I don't know if... It comes on with like 20 miles, yeah, right? Yeah, you have, you have wiggle room, and yeah. it's been in that position many a times. And the thing with my car is I have a sport mode, normal mode, sport mode, sport plus mode, and the sport and sport plus take up more gas because it, it revs higher and the... Um, it's it's not maximizing fuel efficiency, and I was in, I like to keep it in sport mode, just because it's a little punchier, helps me get through traffic, sounds better. And I drop Rob off, and it's still in the red, but it's only a few miles. But since there was traffic, I was on the road a lot longer, and I had the AC kind of on. And in the middle of the 405, in the fast lane, my car comes sputters and comes to a complete stop. <sighs> In the middle of rush hour traffic, and, and I'm home on my couch watching. Rob has no idea. ESPN, like, and I didn't text him. Or I didn't tell him until today because <laughs> I am deeply embarrassed of the fact that I ran out of gas in my car. And I'm in. I'm in the fat. I'm not over on the shoulder. The to the left is the carpool lane. Then there's me, and then there's three other lanes. And I'm stopped, and just keep trying to turn it over because I looked at the gas gauge. Last time I looked at it, I had enough. And I thought, oh, maybe there's something mechanically wrong with my car. Mm-hmm. But every time I would try and start it, it sounded like the starter was working. Everything was working. It just wouldn't kick over okay. because of the gas. And people who are not from L.A., L.A. rush hour is not like rush hour where they're from. Like L.A. rush hour. Google a picture of what L.A. rush hour looks like. It's inssane. Oh, it, yeah. And people aren't kind on the road. N- no. Okay, so this is what <laughs> I'm getting your karma? This is what I'm getting to. <laughs> I learned. I took this experience and decided to turn it into a, a, a learning experience, as opposed to a, a, a trauma, which it felt like in the moment. <laughs> and in the car, I didn't even let him fully share this with me because I was like, "We got to hear this on the podcast." Yeah, and I didn't want to just because I. <laughs> it is embarrassing. So That's I, why I started yeah, with it. I drive a I drive a nine eleven and um, uh, a nine eleven turbo. S. It's fine. So 
It, He's so embarrassed about the car. It, I don't want to have to brag, but it's like zero to 62.9. It's like 198 miles per hour, top speed. Um, twin, twin turbo, flat six, uh, 565 horsepower. All wheel drive. Um, <laughs> and so I'm stopped and uh, I, I, I generally don't know what to do. I don't have AAA, so I get on the phone. try Because every time my AAA runs out, I just let it run out. Because every time I've needed it, I can just call and reactivate it in that moment and they'll send somebody out. Mm. I don't need to keep paying monthly for something I don't need to keep paying monthly for. So I, I, I try and find a, a number to AAA. I'm just on hold. And um, meanwhile, I'm texting my girlfriend and she's doing a great job of panicking for me. Mm. And um, at that moment, she was she took out my mom and my aunt to go shopping. And oh, I was like, do not day. tell my mom. Yeah. And somehow my mom over her. Now my mom's panicking. Now my mom's calling my dad. So it's like a five alarm fire and I'm sitting there on the freeway not really knowing what to do. She says, call, text 511 or call 511 um, and it'll it'll tell you what to do and what the process is. I call 511. It's a bunch of, uh, you know, touch tone, like press this. If it's a, if it's an emergency, press a uh, call 911, hang up and call 911. I'm like, I don't think this is an emergency. Yeah. But um, there was no other option in 511 for me. You know, typically I think the process is you got to get a cop to come and help you get out of traffic. The, the number one thing I'm most embarrassed about is like I couldn't get over. And I became the thing I hate the most in traffic, which, which are idiots who run out of gas and don't have the wherewithal and the presence of mind to move their car. So when you see people in accidents um, and they have little fender benders, but they stay where they are and they don't pull over, I want to I want to murder them and they're and and every and everyone well, it's they like know. that moment where you get past the traffic and yeah. you start moving. You're like, oh, because of this yeah. fucker. Yeah, you guys, your your bumpers dented. You both have cars that steer. Mm-hmm. Pull it over to the mm-hmm. side of the road. Um, I unfortunately could not. I did not feel like getting out and trying to push my car was a safe move. It's a heavy car. Um, it's all wheel drive. And, um, <laughs> and I had to call 911 and I had to wait for a police officer to come. But meanwhile, I texted my brother. I'm like, go to, go to my house, get my gas tank, my little uh, gas can, fill it up with 91, bring it to me. But I was in a position on the 405 where it wasn't just a quick hop on the freeway. He had to hop on the 10, then come on the 405. Oh, God. And uh, it took him 30, had to leave work. It took him 30 minutes um, by the time he started coming towards me. You didn't call 911? This was bef- this is before I called 911. I was like, <laughs> I can figure this out without 911 because I was afraid. I, I figured the quickest way for me to get off the freeway is my brother works in Culver City. I'm kind of close to Culver City. He's going to go get gas. He'll come on the freeway. He'll stop right behind me where I'm stopped. I'll put in a little gas and we'll zip away. Why um, doesn't Porsche have an SOS thingy? Well, even if... Porsche drivers are Yeah, like an OnStar or something. Yeah. Um, there is a 24-hour roadside assistance thing that I think I'm past. I've had my car for five years now, so I don't know. I, it I feel, expires? I don't know if that's something I pay. I don't think that's something I pay for monthly, so oh, I don't oh, think it's a service oh, I had access okay, to. Okay. I feel like you're the girl in your relationship, right? What do you mean? 
Like your car Say it to breaks, my face. Your car breaks down, and the first thing you do is text your girlfriend. Like, what? What should I do? No, no. I was, I was on. I was letting her know what <laughs> I was doing, and she was telling me what to do. I didn't ask for that information. But I'm saying you you're masculine, emasculating me right now, and I have to stand up for myself. You can't figure out your situation and text her what you're doing at the same time because you could only use your. You could only do what you need to do no, by you using your phone. I was on the phone, on hold. And okay, texting at the same time. Okay, you got me. I was multitasking. You got me. I still think you're the girl in the relationship. No, I understand that. And, and that's a respect I've lost from you for a long time, and I think I have to earn back. She's, uh, But she's genetically mutated. We'll talk about that later. So to her, in her defense. Yeah, I actually just got some details about that, which we'll get in a, a little bit later. So there I was um, waiting for my brother. So my brother's actually coming up with the gas can. He's filled it up. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm in the fast lane. Just pull up behind me, throw your blinkers on. I'll, I'll, I'll hop out and I'll put gas in. My brother uh, calls me. He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm right here. He's like, I'm on the shoulder. And my brother, I look over. He's 20 <laughs> yards, maybe 30 yards in front of me now on the shoulder. And there's no way he can back up because the, um, the shoulder narrows so behind small. him. So he... We decide that there's no way we can run across. This is it's rush hour, so it's it's not deadlocked, and it's not it's not deadlocked to where he can run in between the cars. They're coming at a fast enough speed to kill us. And I tell him like, "All right, well, you got to make another loop." So he starts making another loop. Then I uh, by then I already called nine one one. I was waiting for a cop. Cop pulls up behind me, rolls up to my window, and he's like, "What's going on?" I'm like. Look, I think I ran out of gas. I don't. I think I really screwed screwed up today. I I, I don't know. Normally, I start giving them like, yeah. Normally, the the thing is the little meters here, and it and it's been good before, and I've been able to make it. And he's like, you ran out of gas in a Porsche 911. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know. It's uh, you know, I I feel stupid. This is a this is a stupid day for me. I I don't want to be here. He's like. How do you run out of gas? Oh, I'm God. like, it's like I'm a like, movie. Dude, I'm like, I don't want to be calling here. Other cops. Yeah. I'm like, what's? I'm like, are you making fun of me? He's like, look, I don't. I'm not trying to be a dick, but this is what you're doing right now is super dangerous, and it's like totally avoidable. I'm like, I know yeah. all this. I know all this. I what I need from you right now is like. I don't need empathy or sympathy. I don't need you making fun of me. I need you to like help me get this car off the road and I'm he's like my couch this chilling. is super he's like he's walking back this is super dangerous i don't know how you went on a 9-11 and he's like <laughs> you don't keep gas in this thing oh my i just i couldn't understand what what he i think he was um well people see you in a car like that and they 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 think that you're like some hoity-toity i i don't know they they judge you because mm-hmm. i have i drive a truck i have a, a 2003 toyota tacoma that i never wash and it's super dirty and i drive that and then i drive a 911 when i need to go far distances and it's a whole different ball game people treat you differently they they look at you differently Interesting. and uh i got one foot in both worlds right and this guy sees <laughs> some probably he's like oh your daddy probably bought you that car you're probably super privileged. You can't even p- keep gas in it. Your dad's car probably declined when you try. I don't know what he was thinking, but he was obviously judging me. He finally helps me. We p- start pushing it over to the side. And I was like, dude, I, I know I screwed up, man. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate it. He's like, yeah, don't do this again. I'm like, it's not on my list, sir. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this again, but I appreciate it. 
Um, and the tow truck guy came over and gave me a little bit of gas, uh, maybe like a gallon, two gallons of gas for me to enough to, to go to, to the gas um, station, to the gas station. I'm like one mile away from my exit. Of course. And, uh, so I'm, I'm back in traffic. I'm in the slow lane. Cop comes maybe 10 minutes later. It's taken me 10 minutes to go a mile, mile, a mile and a half. I'm about to get over to my exit. It's the next exit, Venice and then Culver. And I'm just past the Venice exit. I see the cop. He finds me in traffic, pulls up next to me, and he says over the loudspeaker, you need to get gas right now. I'm like, I am. at. There's a, a gas station oh. I go to. It's right off the off-ramp up here. It's my exit. Um, I'm, I'm on my way. He's like, pull over now. So I... I cut through and almost go backwards into the Venice exit. And he's like, go to the right. There's a gas station. And he just follows me. And I got to go kind of backtrack and go down Venice, which is, which I spent more gas doing. Of course. Um, but he just wanted to make sure like me, the idiot guy who ran out of gas on the freeway didn't, didn't do, do it, it again. again, which look, I, I, I deserve that. I deserve all that. I, I understand that. I'm sure we'll get a lot of comments about how do you run out of gas in a car? It's not something that's ever happened to me before, but I do appreciate his uh, concern and, and, and his help. Although <laughs> well, what I about felt the like people his, his driving by. Okay, so the 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 learning experience came down to like I learned a lot about people. I was sitting in traffic for 45 minutes, almost an hour wow, in the a fast long lane, of time. and <laughs> I'd say um, there were some nice people. Right, every once in a while, somebody would pull up beside me and be like, hey, man, you all right? Like, everything okay? Do you need any help? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I got it figured out, but thank you. Hey, I'm hoity-toity, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, nice car, pretty fast. <laughs> That's a good one. You that know? is a good one. And and then um, for every one nice guy that stopped by, I would get nine versions of this. Oh, you're fucking get out of the road. <laughs> did you just hurt yourself when you did yeah, that? Yeah, my voice he was, was also rough from last night. He was also was reliving the experience there, you know? Yeah. What are you doing, faggot? Get off the road! <laughs> Why do they have to go so dirty? They. They. This <laughs> holding two pens right now, if anybody can see what's going there on. Are peop- <laughs> there are people who I feel like you see every day on your way to work, at work, after work, very nice people, normal, everyday people. But when something like this happens, or somebody gets in their way or causes them a delay, they turn into either a racist mm-hmm. or a complete homophobe. <laughs> and they think calling me a faggot on the freeway is going to help them mm-hmm. get to wherever they're going mm-hmm. faster. Are you a homophobe if you call a straight guy that? I'm it's asking just a, honestly. I'm just generalizing. You don't have to be a homophobe to use the word. It's it's one of those words I that cuts through. But if somebody uses oh, the sure. N word, you're like, you sound like a racist. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you I wasn't. I mean? I'm not dark enough to to be called that. But if, they, if you're white and they call you that, you're just confused, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you that, know what I mean? You know, well, it's almost funny. Um, what do you mean? Like if somebody, if you were, if you were on the side of the road, and somebody's like, you stupid N word to you, you'd be like confused. You wouldn't be like, you know what I mean? Because we're white, so. It, Right, they wouldn't do that. I'd be like, no, oh, that's like, if the they word. did, yeah, you'd be like, it yeah. would be more confusing. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy's like, from hey, Boston. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so my lesson, my Boston. lesson was make sure, that, <laughs> be make, kinder to those stranded on the road. Be kinder. There, there is, there are people that do deserve it. I did deserve it. I chanced it. Nobody I got racist with you, did they? I, 
No, I just heard a lot of the F, F, uh, double G. Oh, to the T. And now I know double G O A T. I just spelled fagot. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Abe Fagoda. So there was uh there there was one person one nice person for every nine to ten people that really like the the motorcycle guys really like to rev their engine, mm. you know. Um which is basically saying the F word without saying it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they're very cool. They're very See, all when those I'm guys. Feeling shitty, yeah. I take it out of myself. Which yeah. isn't healthy either, but I would never take it out on somebody else. I take it out on you too when I feel bad. Yeah. Well, it's welcomed, yeah. clearly. <laughs> yeah. Give it me was, more. It was, it was super stressful. I, I checked my like Apple Watch heartbeat and it was, <laughs> it was elevated. You deserve all of it now. Yeah, just yeah. for that. You my underarms were wet. <laughs> it was, uh, it was. A, it's called it, sweating. Yeah. I think that was what, what it was. I was sweating and um, I felt <laughs> super embarrassed and. Um, I, I can't I, believe you went all night last night without telling me about this. Oh, but this is okay. Can we move on now? Can I hear about last night? Are yeah. you, are you, are you done? No, that's, that's the story. So if you, you see somebody out there, you know, decide to be the one nice person maybe because they know that they screwed up unless, unless your car is completely drivable, move over to the shoulder. That's a real chasm. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, it's it's our boys. It was our boys' birthday. Yeah. It was Casim's birthday. Happy yeah. birthday! Thank you. Mm-hmm. To you. I turned thirty six yesterday. I got to meet his brother. Am I the old lady of this group? Oh, for sure. I didn't realize I'm the eldest. Unless look, Dre is here, that's what you need to get. Dre, you back. look the youngest. I do I not look, look the, the youngest. I look the oldest. And um, I'm about to hit my dosis pen because I've had a day. You guys are ready. I want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Were you stuck in people yelling racist, homophobic things at you while you were stuck on the side of the road, too? No, I want to hear about last night. What kind of of pen? Tell us about the pen. What is it? It's the Bliss pen. Oh, this is Arouse. Whoops. Whoa, Jamie. Oh, Jamie grabbed the wrong pen. Wow! She just you inhaled ever tried it. One of these? No, I don't. I'm not going to start with a rouse. We know my problem, Jamie. Now this is. A, I don't need to be aroused. This is a midday. Chair. It's been a, a midday toke for you. Just a slight. It doesn't you get me high. Just, I, it's like if somebody would take like clonopin, like that has like regular anxiety. I'm just like there's. I've just had a lot of triggers. But this is not what I want to talk about. I really no. Want to I want to talk about this because we could always talk about less. So, what <clears> what are these dose pens? Are they come like five in a pack? What's the deal? So, no, uh, I mean, this was sent to me, so actually I have no idea, but they come individually, the dose pens, and like you, when you suck on them, they'll vibrate when you, you it doses it for you, like your hit. Right. So, so okay. it, it'll, it'll go, in, like it'll vibrate. Did you hear it vibrate? No. Do we know how high, you might need another dose so we could hear about no. it. <laughs> how, um, do we okay. know how much THC is in there? Okay, go ahead. Get it on the 500 mic. 500 milligrams. Get it on the mic vibrating. Go ahead. Hmm. Oh, okay. That? So it lets you know. I heard a little. It was like the hearing test when you're at the doctor and they do that little beep in one ear and you have yeah. to raise your arm. We talked about that last time too with something. Is that weird? Did we? We keep talking about this hearing test. I, I always liked that because I always liked things that I was like good at. Yes. You know, yes. and I would be really bad at. Well, you'd be most. like boop. Yeah, I'd be like, like got it. Like I know, and right she'd be like, diagonal. he has great hearing. I'd be like, damn right I do. But he's a hundred pounds overweight and he's twelve. It's mm. like yeah, but I can hear like a fucking mm. dog. You know. Yeah. So, so tell um, us. So I basically, more about the there's pen. different ones. There's like calm. There's bliss. There's arouse. Uh, mm. There, like, there's for sleep. For this, I meant to take bliss. 
Um, they're so both it's like pink. indica sativa, but instead of saying the strain, they just kind of tell you what the benefit is. Kind of like uh, essential oils. Yeah, yeah. This is an essential oil. Instead of oil. saying it's lavender it's an and it's got like birch it's an oil wood in that's it or essential something. to. Jamie's. My life. Yeah. So why yeah. are you triggered today? What's going on? It's just, it's been a week. Uh, pro, like stuff that I thought I, I was going to be doing fell apart. A movie fell apart. Oh, uh, um, sorry to hear. No, it's fine. No, it's, see, in my head, I'm like, that's um, great. You're too busy anyway. Um, this other show that I was told I was doing, now I like had to be like approved for and I might not be approved, which is just such bullshit. Welcome to Hollywood. And then, huh? then I got offered this other thing today and it's for a lot of money, but I'm like, I don't want to spend my time doing this. It's a show. Like I'm no, it's a, like a, a movie, mm. and I'm like I I'm 38 years old. Like I we were, we did something awesome. I have two little kids. Like I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, is this where my career's at? Because if it is, I don't want to do this anymore. Is that like I don't mean to sound stuck up, but yeah. like if I didn't have responsibilities or young children or things in my life, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go to Canada for a month and shoot this for this money. Mm. You know, I but listen. I'm at this point where I'm like, I, this is not how I want to spend my time. If this was for David Fincher, I'd be like, see ya, everybody, peace. Yeah, right. But like, it's not, and so again, I don't want to sound like a snob, but it's almost like, okay, well, have I have my expectations exceeded my talents. If that's so, uh, consider me humbled and I'll bow out. But like, I just don't want to spend my time doing that kind of stuff. And it's, and it's hard because it's hard to turn down money. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're set for life from Sopranos by any means. No. And so, and I have a family, but like, I don't have to do it. And like, I don't want to do it, but I feel guilty and bad saying no. I don't know. Well, it's so it trivial just sounds like and it's, so it, stupid it just and I like probably sound like a brat. That, no, it just probably sounds like a project that you're not really connecting with. Like I haven't even read the script. I heard like the premise and like what network it's for and stuff. And I'm like, oh. but I, sp- I spent a lot of my time listening to like sports podcasts and like stuff about gambling and football. And they were saying like some of the like best gamblers in the world are like people who came from like fucking Harvard. And like there's there's dudes who play poker who are like Stanford fucking, you know, they, they like, they're like professors at fucking this kind. And it's like, they just realize that like they can go work for other people doing stuff they don't want to do and make a certain amount of money, or they can make 25% of that money. And it's going to be harder to do what they're doing. But at the end of the day, it's more important for them to work for themselves mm-hmm. and do what they want to do. Then like, I realized lately, like, <clears throat> like I took cabs my whole life. Every cab driver in New York City was fucking angry and miserable in this. Yeah. I take Ubers now all the time. And like, I talk to these guys and they're so, so happy. happy. Yeah, because they're like, I create my own hours. I work for myself. I don't, I think that like the number, if you look at the number of people who take like antidepressants, it's insane. Oh, I'm sure. Like insane. Like I, I don't know the number, but I remember hearing things of like. But there's nothing wrong with taking anti. Oh no, no, nothing no. But, at all. But, yeah. but I think there's people who really need it, and then there's people who just take it because they wake up at a time they don't want to, to go to a job they don't want to do, to work for someone who they don't want to work for, and then it's like, well, if I work really hard at this job, or if I just do the minimum, I. The, my life is the same. So why would I go in and work harder and be passionate about it when I could just fucking show up and sit here and do the minimum and then I go home and things yeah. or whatever. And, and I think 
I know I am, and I'd imagine you're the same way, is like, I, I would big time rather make 25% of the money that I would make doing anything else and just be my own boss and work. It's like, that's why I moved here to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, cause I couldn't, I, I just didn't want to play poker anymore. And it's like, I feel like people are realizing more and more now that like figuring out a way to work for your, for yourself or, or at a job that you can move up in or that you would just mm -hmm. being passionate about it is so fucking important, you know? And you were saying like your age and when you become a certain age, you don't want to go wait. You know how, precious time is and you don't want to go fucking waste it somewhere no because i'll be miserable the whole time away yeah. from your kids away from my children and it's not to shit on it like it's not, i don't i truly i don't wake up and think i'm better than this but at a certain point i've been doing it so many years i've gotten to do it on such a high caliber and it's a mixture of not being like somewhere i have to be like doing something i don't want to do and being like oh fuck am i just not as good as i think i or thought i was that it's just not happening in the way I want it to anymore. So I think it's just a little bit of all of that. And, you know, and it's funny because I've tried to quit so many times and every time I try and quit, like something happens that makes me stay in it. Um, but clearly there's something that's like stresses me out and makes me unhappy about the situation. I don't think it's a, it's a, are you better than it thing? It's just something you don't want to do. Like, we're sitting around microphones making no money telling dick jokes and you're fucking, you come here every week and you're enjoying it and you're yeah. not struggling with like wanting to do it or at least that you've said, you know? No. Like you, yeah, so it's it's not that you're better than it because then maybe well, you I feel, feel like, bad for my representatives too who like I feel like work hard and like, you know, f are proud to bring me th offers and things, you know what I mean? But you're not so constantly turning shit down, right? No, 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 but I'll, I do say no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a good that's, amount. You, you, you have to. 10 years from now, you're not going to remember one time you might have let down somebody who represents you about something you didn't want to do, but you might remember being there and, yeah. Yeah. And, and being miserable somewhere and being away from your kids and do it, you know, where it's like, like I've, I've done shitty things. Like, so here's, it's crazy. The, the way that I met Kasim was we worked on something that we both thought wasn't great. And I, but you liked doing it, right? No, I didn't really like doing it. Oh. I was more so, I was just in a weird place of like, I had just recently gotten sober. I didn't know where, like I kind of belonged this. And it was like a show that was about poker. And I was like, well, I, I would like to do that. I think. Right. And, uh, so it's interesting. Cause it's like some of half of what I'm saying right now proves a point where like you're right. And then half is wrong because like, I look back at doing that and I'm like, wow, if I never did that, I never would have met Kasim. Sure. I never would have reconnected with my friend Joey, who me and him and Kasim always hang out and he's like family. And uh, so it's, it's you know, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer, but I do know for me, the most important thing is like when I really have that feeling, like you're saying of like, I don't want to do something that then if you're going to be away from your family and compromising and doing it for me, it's always no. Yeah. But I'm, I'm you know. Yeah. Know. Ultimately, you'll know what, whether or not something you you are offered is the thing you should do. I mean, you can run it by other people and get feedback and just like see see what other people's thoughts are on it. But like your instinct is what got you to where you are. Yeah. And um, you shouldn't, you know, if you feel a certain way about it, you shouldn't feel like you're making a mistake or hurting somebody's feelings. And 
But I do want to know who's directing it. Is it Fred Durst? (laughs) (laughs) I also just want to say, when we say like we're not set for life from Sopranos, like some people might be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? And it's like, I guess if we at when Sopranos ended right then, if we moved some to some town where we didn't want to live and kind of lived in the house where we didn't like we could have been set for life but like at this where we are now a lot of people and i'm not shitty like listen sopranos is the greatest experience in my life it was the most amazing it was was no but some people can leave a 10-year run on a show and just have millions and millions and millions of dollars in the bank well basically anybody who did it before us except for us because we were well, some people not after because I think the the thing the reason why we can't live forever on Sopranos money is because we don't get residuals. Yeah, we don't see anything past what we did. Right, right because people do uh, ever since streaming and and it, they have like HBO on demand, so it's like people go and they could watch it. And we make we probably make like eight grand a year, something like that, from residuals or something mm-hmm. like that. And that pays I think it's for, less now. Yeah, and that like and we don't get medical insurance anymore, so like that. Because I got kicked out of SAG. You probably didn't get kicked out of SAG because no, you're still I working. No, because still do little bullshit yeah, things. Yeah, so I got kicked there. out of SAG. So um, that money just covers like my health insurance. And yeah. again, I'm not trying to shit on it. I got I, I was supposed to be a fucking super of a building if I was lucky. You know what I mean? Like, I, like that was my grandpa's job. I was going to get that if I did everything right. So it's like I look every day and I realize how lucky I am and everything. But I'm just saying when people hear yes. we're not set for life or these kind of things like that. We don't have money coming in from the show anymore. Yeah, yeah that's no. just called honesty. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. And I, mean, I just, you know, I don't want people to, like, I'm more grateful. And so every day I'm well, grateful I did, for Did I sound part. ungrateful? No, no, no. Okay. I just, because I think when we say, like, we're not set for life from Sopranos, people think it's like, oh, well, because we live a certain lifestyle in New York or California. And then and it's and like, well, by the way, I like, think it's because people think that if you were on Sopranos, which was like the number one show ever, that yeah. you would just always have an immense amount of money. And that's not the case at all. Right. And I think what the thing is, is like anybody who's ever been on a, uh, a network show and anything that's in like people hear like you know Sopranos they put it with like these big shows that are in reruns and, th- right. and it's like we were on A&E for a little bit but really we never were in reruns because A there's a lot of violence and cursing who's gonna pick up the show but also HBO wants it for HBO on demand I gotta check out this show it sounds great it's all right. <laughs> no I hear it's great too Um, moving on well, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you, you're so busy. I mean, you had, it seems like you have a lot of irons I am, but that's the thing is like, there was a point where I looked and I'm like, I don't need to be so busy for shit that like for this yeah. shit anymore. Yeah. It's like you're, you're the, the, the thing that I want to talk about, which is sitting right here is we got, so we got our first emails. Oh God. Yeah. We, we're getting some of your, uh, your guys' emails. Thanks for sending them. Um, that email is askpajamapants at gmail.com, by the way, if you guys want to send any. And we'll read them on the show, most likely, maybe. Yeah, and I, I got, uh, I had it written down in my notes to talk about this, and it's in the fucking email, so we have to Weird. talk about it. Yeah, and we talked about it last night in the car, which is I want. So you've here, you, you want? I don't want to read these things, but you. Okay, uh, I'll read I hate, it. I hate hearing my voice. Actually, Jamie has the best voice, right? She I should probably okay. read them. Am I the email reader? I yeah. think so. You have this the nicest voice. I just don't. Want, I want to hear my voice as little as from possible. somebody named Candy. Okay, uh, but what? What I want to talk about too is like this goes with the like 
I want to, you've gone to like mediums and psychics oh, and you, it. yeah, I want to hear. And I think Kasim loves that okay. kind of yeah, vibe. This is spooky. It's spook season. Okay. It's, yeah. It's October. We were at Fright Night last night. It all Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror That's Nights awesome. for Kasim's birthday. Yeah. It all kind of goes still together. Hear about- I, I love this time of year. I, I love, uh, I love spooky stuff. I, 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 that's why I go to Halloween Horror Nights every year. It's, it's, I just like the adrenaline rush of yeah. being kind of scared. scared. And I like dressing up costumes. I mean, that stuff's just super fun. I like Christmas. It's Christmas great. is great. It's family time. It's cold. You bundle up with a nice cup of coffee, watch football. I'm such a Scrooge. I hate all this. Well, we'll get you there, but <laughs> oh, humbug. I like okay. Thanksgiving is cool, but this is from Candy Cassum. Big fan. Double pink heart. Mm. Can you speak about the California on Ghost special you did a while back? Do you think that the EVP was real? Do you have any recent ghost stories? Also, will you do an alien special? What are your thoughts on Bob Lazar? Oh, is that that Netflix thing? There, there is a, a documentary that. that just came out. I watched half of it. It's bomb. Look, this, okay. this, this is, <laughs> yeah, th- these are, all, I don't know how much so of this happy, we're going to be able to get to. I think at the end. Yeah. So happy you have the podcast now. Exclamation point. Candy. Uh, thank you, Candy. That's the one email addressed to me. The rest are uh, about Sopranos or about Jamie and Rob. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we got to mine. Look, I, I did, for those of you don't know, that don't know, I used to do a series of internet videos. Um, and towards the end of them, I would take it on the road and do specials about things that I thought just were fun. So we did a Bigfoot special where I took my, and my crew was like all my best friends. So we all like, you know, my cameraman, sound guy, directors, producers, were all like good pals too. Um, and they've all since gone on to do bigger and better things. Did um, our producer George go on any of those? George has, George and Bryce have been on oh, Bryce both too? of these. I remember hearing George was there. I didn't know Bryce too. No, wow. George George and Bryce on the Bigfoot one were um, at one point uh, bathing naked in a river by our camp. But that's, oh. I don't know. I don't know if we have, no footage. We, we have a lot of we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I, I picture George like baptizing Bryce in the river for some reason. So <laughs> sweet. Yeah, right. It's really nice. There's like a I picture like a glow around them. They they're very outdoorsy. George and Bryce. Uh, mm. They go to Joshua Tree a lot. They do sound baths. They do a lot of like. Ooh, we need to hang. Yeah, they do a lot of this stuff. Um, they're very comfortable amongst trees and rocks and dirt. Mm. Mm. That's called nature. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, nature yeah 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 they like nature mm. yeah they're nature boys um all right answer candy's question Cassim. okay so we did a series of videos uh one was on bigfoot and one was on ghosts and we were talking about this last night and i've, and I've talked about this in other podcasts um which i, I went into depth with but we did a a, a week or two week was it week. two week full week Full week road trip up California where we did, um, I wanted to make a parody of those ghost adventure shows where they go and um, they investigate people's homes or they go to like a spooky penitentiary. Or So we did uh, an aircraft carrier in Alameda, California, which was um, a decommissioned aircraft, ca- aircraft carrier used in World War II that had like the highest rate of suicide, like the crew workers committed suicide on some uh, very high number compared to other ships and so it was supposed to be haunted we spent the night there and the whole idea was we were trying to do it as serious as the guys on those shows do with their equipment and you know um staying up all night with recorders and trying to catch (laughs) things but we none of us were experts and we're all uh, just a, a bunch of idiots so we 
um, for the most part, just were goofing off and, um, you know, getting high the whole time. But there were a couple things that happened that we like still today can't really explain. And, and one of them involves specifically an encounter I had with something and, and George, and this is a resentment I still hold against George. So we one night we were uh, spending the night on this aircraft carrier. We do the whole thing where we're going um, investigating. It's all like night vision, you know, we have recorders out and we have these little things that tell you if there's electromagnetic, all the stuff you see on the shows. We, we do all that. There's a couple weird things, but nothing like crazy. And it's like barely a part of the show. When we stopped filming, we all slept in um, the barracks, which was where all the crewmen slept, and there were cots. They were like two high, sometimes three high, but like a bunch, like within within this room that we're in, which is probably uh, I don't know a twenty by twenty foot space. There's probably like sixty cots. You know, everyone's it's like half the size of a basketball court. Let's yeah, say, right? it's everyone's jam packed in there like sardines, and. We had some drinks earlier in the night, but by the time we went to bed, it was like 2 a.m. Or, or, you know, close to the witching hour. We're all pretty much sober. Um, and I, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just going to preface this with, I don't know what happened and I don't know if it was a real thing or not, but I will tell you what I felt. So at around 3 a.m. after we'd probably been asleep for 45 minutes to an hour, I, I, I wake up and I feel the very cold static charge like electricity all over my body like tingling but it wasn't i wasn't hot it was george no and and keep in mind we're all sleeping very close so george george as the crow flies is probably eight feet away head to head <laughs> like my head to his head right and george had been sick oh by the way george didn't participate in this night because he was sick with the flu and you were sick too bryce but george decided to go to bed at i don't know what eight oh nine very sick and we were we were up all night shooting all nature. George went to bed early because he was he he was really sick. He had the like a flu My and were what's that? My bowels. His were bowel. Haunted. Yeah, he had yeah. diarrhea, um, and it it was all claustrophobic. It's not a not a super fun place to be. And uh, so at three a.m. I wake up cold static electricity all over my body like a tingling, kind of like when your foot falls asleep and it starts to come back. You have those like little yeah. needly things, and then. I looked down and my sleeping bag, which was zipped up to like my my uh, armpit, starts to unzip. You're watching it unzip. I'm watching the sleeping bag unzip while my body, like imagine somebody's arms underneath my lower back trying to push, I'm being pushed up, being lifted up out of this cot. So my back is kind of arching. Into my belly, the sky? My belly's coming up. While this sleeping bag is being unzipped, oh, and I'm my God. and I'm trying to call out for help, I'm I'm like help, help me, help me! Like I couldn't. I was probably sleep. Some people are telling me sleep paralysis, whatever. I I I, I just don't know. I finally belt out like a help me, and no <laughs> one says anything, right? And then I just kind of like just close my eyes and wish it to go away, and like it just goes away. And in the morning, I was like, man, I had this crazy, I don't know if it was a dream or like, I don't know what it was. I was talking to the guys, I'm like, did anyone hear me say help me or like help? And uh, George goes, oh yeah, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> 
You heard, I was like, you heard me say, help me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> like, you didn't do anything? I'm calling out for help in the middle of the night. Wait, but what happened? It just stopped all It of just a stopped. It just stopped. And I don't know what happened. And then I tell somebody on the crew that worked there, I'm like, do you, is there anything <clears throat> weird in the place where you had to sleep overnight? You know, is there any, anything that I should know about? Well, yeah, that was the whole point of you being there, right? Yeah, but they didn't say anything. Like, they said the ship was haunted, but they didn't be like, be careful where you're sleeping. It's spooky. It, right. we, we just were like, oh, this is where we sleep. Okay, great. Oh, this is where they, the crewmen used to sleep. Cool. You know, that'll that'll look great and sound great on camera. And the guy, uh, or was a girl, she was like, oh, yeah, there is a, a notorious entity down there who's known for, if he sees somebody sleeping in, in his cot, he will try and remove the person that's sleeping in this particular cot. And I told her which one it was. She's like, yeah, it's generally that one. Wow. And I was like, okay. And none of this made... None of this made the the video because it, we didn't have any cameras running, and it was just like it was like too spooky and took away from the the comedy of it all. Um, and that was that was the, probably the strangest thing that's ever happened to me, besides one other sort of like similar experience. But I've only had two uh, spooky, ghosty things happen to me, and that was one of them. And and George will not save your life or help you in any way if any of you it's were wondering. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that was our experience. Uh, the question about the EVP, we had a recorder. I'm taking up so much time talking about stuff that we don't know uh, anything about. But we had <laughs> we had a recorder set up and EVPs or electronic voice phenomenon is are things imprinted on a voice recorder when um, supposedly by ghosts and things like that. And we were playing with a Ouija board, which you're not supposed to. We're investigating somebody's home who's, whose home was supposedly haunted, playing with a Ouija board. Um, our friend Ron asked a question and we caught something on the voice recorder that said, sounded like, yes, I am. And we thought the guys that were, we were investigating with whose home it was, we thought they were messing with us. Like they were playing with us, but we, um, like maybe he whispered into his microphone when we weren't mm -hmm. looking, but we reviewed all the tape. We, we did our best to debunk it and we couldn't debunk it. And we sent it into like our quote unquote sound uh our, our lab we just sent it to a sound engineer said can you clean this up can you figure out like where the sound came from what channel it was picked up on he's just like no i can't explain i can't explain where that sound came from so that for now remains unsolved and overall it was a super fun experience it cost a hundred grand to make this stupid thing that i yeah. it was the most it was the most fun i ever had and they wanted me to split it up into five parts, but I didn't want to upload. I just wanted to upload one hour long because nobody was doing that. I just wanted to upload a one hour long commercial free thing that I was super stoked about. And um, and then that's the reason why we haven't made more because they're expensive and like, um, but if somebody wanted to come to me and like, hey, you want to do the, because I wanted to do an alien one where we go to like, I'm before, so down before this trip. area 50. Oh, you would, you'd go for sure. Um, Robbie would be there. There's, I'm just thinking of the one fan out there who really enjoyed this last 15 minutes. Well, there. Look, we're out <laughs> Her there. Name is Candy. Candy. Yeah. You know, all of us. We. You know, and the question about Bob Lazar. I. I generally every time Bob Lazar is uh, somebody who supposedly um, he claimed he worked at uh, Area 51, mm -hmm. specifically a place called S4 at Area 51, trying to reverse engineer crash and he flying saw saucers aliens. and. Um, the, he said he saw spacecrafts, right? And, he's, he's, and aliens. Yeah. He flew one. 
he, he knows how to fly one. He 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 is assuming that they worked with this sort of like they create their own gravitational sort yes. of like field, and the and, and the crafts are being pulled through zero gravity, um, using gravity emitters and and uh, element one fifteen and all these things. The problem with Bob Lazar is that he has there's a for every believer there's like two non-believers. Why? Non-believers why do they non-believe him? Because like, why? he's there's no evidence of his credentials, and like they would have either been wiped. Because the government, um, but what is he gaining from saying all? Well, this? that's the thing. It's like he, people will say, "Well, look, he's not really making Attention. any money from this. Why would he do this?" He kind of makes money from it, but not a ton. He's very quiet and soft spoken. He doesn't do a ton of interviews, which helps lend this sort of credibility that yeah. we bestow upon him. He sounds believable, and he does sound like he knows what he's talking about. But you'll have actual like physicists come out and be like, this guy's kind of hacky. Like everything you think he's saying that sounds super deep um, and smart is actually like pretty surface level physics stuff. But I like to be able to say that I know when somebody's lying to me or not for the most part. Uh -huh. And you can tell, and it just never seems like he's lying. I agree. And there's so many little details and things. And then the, the all these UFO videos that have been coming out that have been decommissioned from uh, or declassified, sorry, from the government that show, like they're taken from fighter jets and they've just, in the last two years, they've been put out there and that's why all this stuff has been uh, going on. A lot of people think disclosure is happening and we're, we're slowly being um, uh, given this uh, information so we'll eventually be told the real truth and we'll, we won't freak out about it. Like if you were just to drop like, hey, aliens are here, they've always been here, they've they've been around for thousands of years. Uh, yeah, enjoy your work day tomorrow. You know, they don't want people to just like freak out. Yeah. Because it would cause, you know, it cause religious destabilization. It would be all the, all this stuff would um, be flipped up upside down in an instant. Um, but one of these videos uh, shows a craft which flies almost exactly the same way Bob Lazar had been explaining for years now, that they fly belly up, they fly, like their their uh, their acceleration is instant. They Is it the military footage? Yeah, there's yeah. two military, there's the Tic Tac one and then there's uh, one that's sort of like a, a, a diamond shape thing. Um, it's called the gimbal video. And the gimbal one is the one that I always think about when I hear Bob Lazar talking, because it, it is, looks exactly like something he's described before in many of his interviews. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm super into all that stuff. How, I, can we I, get Bob Lazar on pajama pants? Dude, it'd, it'd be great. I went to the premiere of that documentary in LA when it came out. I, I don't necessarily like the, the guy who makes those films, Jeremy Corbel. He's been on Joe Rogan a few times, but, um, the, the Bob Lazar documentary had too much Jeremy Corbel in it and not enough Bob Lazar. If it was just Bob Lazar sitting there talking for three hours, I would listen. Watching Bob Lazar draw diagrams of how this shit works, how Element 15 reacted and how these gravity emitters work and like all the the the, the way these saucers looked and, and, and him talking about how some of these crafts were thousands of years old and how we re recovered them. All that's super interesting. But when the director seems like they really want to become famous, like they're trying to put themselves in front oh, of the camera, like yeah, I yeah. hate, I, was I hate that. Follow yeah. what you were I'm sure yes. he's fine. I'm sure he's a nice enough guy. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't help. This is like this, this whole topic. If you want people to take it seriously, you, you just have to like let the people who know what they're talking about talk and remove yourself from the equation. Um, and he's made a couple other movies. He's made one about Skinwalker Ranch, which. 
is a whole other thing <laughs> and uh, we'd get into. And, and I, I'd like to think one day I'll have a podcast where I, I delve deeper into these topics. But um, yeah, Candy, thanks for your email. And I'm sorry for everyone who's stopped listening. But uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 stuff really fascinates me. And and anytime you guys want to report about what's going on in, in ufology and uh, and disclosure and uh, even some Bigfoot stuff, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be more happy to give you an update every once in a while. I would love to get a, like a, a psychic or a tarot card reader on this show. Well, that's that was what I up. wanted to. When when you hear like psychics and mediums, I know you go to them. Do you have one story that like really stands out for you or like? Uh, did I tell? Well, I did the long. I after my brother passed away, um, my mother asked me to contact the Long Island Medium because that was her favorite show, like her favorite, favorite, favorite show. Oh, as a TV show. Uh huh. Okay. And oh, yeah, explain what Long Island Medium so, is. So, yeah, she's a don't. woman who has a show on TLC Network and she meets with people and contacts their loved ones and sends them messages. And it's usually involved with some type of closure or comfort that they can give surrounding their death. Usually the deaths are, are tragic or sudden or there's something that was missing for the person that's always beautifully given. And mm -hmm. it's always that moment where like, no way she could know this. Like, no way. So uh, my brother passed away. And um, my mother asked me this to do this about a month after. And I saw that the Long Island medium like followed me on Twitter. Mm. And so I don't know if she runs her Twitter or not, but I just like direct message basically being like, hi, I, I see you follow me. But if this was an accident, like my name is Jamie. I'm from Long Island. And my brother recently passed away. And I don't know if there's like any possibility that we could fit into your schedule. I'll pay whatever it is. But my mother and my brother's fiance need this more than I can express. Not that we are any better than anyone else, but... Um, if there's ever any room, like I'd love to make this happen for them because it doesn't mean that like my brother's death is more important than somebody else, no, something else somebody's dealing with. So I, I just really wanted to make that clear. Um, and so, like an assistant or a manager, somebody responded and we got each other's emails and we started corresponding. And she was basically like, listen, if you're willing to be on the show, and this was before she started having celebrities on her show. Now she has celebrities on her show all the time. Um, but she was like, would you be willing to be on camera? And I was like, well, let me ask them. Um, and my mother said, Sh okay. And his fiance said, okay. And I was like, okay, like I'm doing this for them. Like I, for some reason had like um, an odd amount of closure around my brother's death. Um, before this. Before this. Wow. I, th I didn't feel like I needed anything. Uh, I didn't feel like I needed to hear anything. Like I just felt like, his story was over. Like, I just truly felt that way. My brother had no aspirations of getting older, of having children. Like, it was stressed him out to, can to I, age. Can I ask you how your brother died? Yeah, he suddenly had a brain aneurysm, collapsed, went into a coma for six days. Mm. Wow. And that was it. 41 what years year old. was this? This this November is five years. Oh, okay. This is recent. Yeah. Wow. Um, and when we were all long? together on a family trip, like two weeks before I happened to be in New York for a friend's wedding. Everyone else was out of town and his fiance woke me up in the morning, calling me frantically because they couldn't give her, like she had no say in anything that was happening. And it was all emergency because she wasn't blood or married um, to him. Whoa. That's wow. terrible. It's tragic and 
terrible, but the, let's, I'm not, not the, I don't want to bring you down with this story. So yeah, anyway, well, how, how long we of sat, time was it between that and when you reached out to the Long Island medium? Like, for, well, he died six days later. So like a month after that, a month after that, you reached out to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, long story short, we, we plan to shoot this and she is really spot on with what she's saying during the reading and while we're filming and it was beautiful and wonderful and I could list the things, but it was, it was great. But what was really freaked me the fuck out was when it was done, she pulled me over and she took her microphone off and told me to cover up mine. And she's like, your brother wanted me to say something off camera to you. And I thought it was weird. I've never had this, but he was like, you tease. He had tell her this, but turn the cameras off. I was like, okay. And this was, this was five. Sorry. My stomach just growled. Is that this what was, that was? That was my stomach. thought that was wow. a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Castle's car running oh, out of gas. I'm getting yeah. munchies already. Um, so it was five years ago. So this is before I was um, ever public. By the way, public. can I just say one quick thing? That's supposed to make you want to have sex, and then that noise is supposed to happen <laughs> mid-sex? That's I, I think kind that's of, just me. I haven't had a chance to eat today. I don't know. Um, All right. So, so it was before I became public with, uh, that I live with MS. And she's like, take your microphone off. And she's like, your brother wanted me to, she kept making me feel like I couldn't get up out of bed. And I kept hearing like MS or like lupus or what. I'm like, yeah. She's like, does this make sense to you? And I was like, yeah. He's like, but he said, I couldn't say it on camera. And I'm like, okay. And now I start like tearing up like big time. And she's like, he just wants me to tell you that you're going to be okay. And I just like lost it. Because there's no fucking way this woman could have known that. Like, none. Right. Like, I want to play chance. devil's advocate here. Okay, how? Because I want to, and I, I believe everything. I'm just playing this for, for this part yeah. to play. These people, at least the ones that aren't real, the fraudulent versions of these people, I don't know anything about this particular mm-hmm. medium, but they, they practice cold reading people. Right, and they do a ton of research on people, um, even before they quote unquote meet these people. Was there any, was there any rumors that you had anything going on with you? Is there any way? Were you walking funny? Nope. You were one hundred percent normal. She walked into where I was sitting already. You were already sitting. Mm-hmm. But were you walking funny from the parking lot? Nope. To the studio? Nope. I wasn't in that state. Okay. I mean, look, it's weird. But also these people, there's like, I just have a tough time with these people. But I do believe that Why? they're out there. Well, because they've all been proven to be fakes. Like all the big ones who like well, go on tour. They're human and they go, beings. They could be off. I agree that I think that there's people who have these gifts. I just always, whenever somebody's making money off of it, it puts me off to it. But I'm just saying, because I don't, it sounds like I'm um, devaluing your situation, your experience, and, I, and that's not what I'm doing at all. Because it sounds like something happened that was like unexplainable there. It felt that way. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not 100% non believer. It's high, the percentage that I don't believe, very high. But I've also, there's like, 
these shows where people learn how to do what these people are doing and then they put them in the room and tell them that they're a medium and when those other people who they do it to walk out of the room they go oh my god that person is amazing and the person was like yeah i'm a reporter he's like i just took a class on how to do this it's like when people take fucking how to you know when people could fucking sell you a pen it's like that wolf of wall street shit you know or it's like this guy could sell you anything it's like they just i don't know how they devote their entire lives to do it and there's you know if there's seven billion people on the planet there's fucking 20 people who are so good at this scheme, the scan, they, they might have fucking private investigator. They might, who knows what they, but like, if you go on YouTube and you look this stuff up, there's people who have gone on to shows like, uh, like good morning America and like other countries or whatever. And they're like, um, they sit down with them and they're like, yeah, I'm a medium. Okay. And they start telling them, okay, yeah, I see somebody in your family with it. And they start like saying all this stuff. And then the people are like, oh my, and you see their faces. They're like, I can't believe this. Like you're the greatest blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I'm a reporter. He's like, I just, I just. Oh, I've never seen these. There's like, yeah. there's the guy that does a crossing over. Edward. John Edwards. Yeah, John I Edwards. think he's been debunked. He's been, yeah. Now here's, and this is, you know, I'm the guy who just went off on, UFOs <laughs> and and ghosts for the last thirty minutes. My mom has said things to me that there's no way she could have known, and she's always claimed to be sensitive, like quote unquote a sensitive okay, and a medium. I, this is another reason why I need to be friends with your mom. Yeah, yeah, and she's she she would have um would come to me with things that like just happened in that day that no one would have known about, and she would she has like weird dreams about things and like just stuff there's enough proof that I've experienced in my life to know that it is definitely possible that there's just no science around this stuff yet, but there's, we have access to some sort of like dimension or like metaphysical thing that could include some sort of like quantum. I, I don't know. I have, I'm, I have no idea what it could be, but maybe one day there'll be a, a science around it and it'll be very explainable right now. No clue. I do believe that those people exist I think it's wonderful that you had that experience. Mm -hmm. I also know that there's people out there that um, maybe outnumber the the legitimate ones that are fraudulent well, that's with and, everything. And, and, and and totally and for sure. I even go sometimes I go day to day with how I feel about things like that. Like there's times where like if my life is everything's going so smooth and everything's great and I feel like a connection and and all that I'm doing yoga and meditation and then there's days like today where I woke up and there was no water in my building and I'm like yeah everybody's a fucking fraud <laughs> you know I'm like everybody's fucking Robbie fake. hasn't showered today yeah I'm no Same. shower I'm like yeah I can't, I turned the water on right when I woke up and it was just like no, and I'm the germaphobe like, so I need <laughs> to like well yeah I need to like wash my hands and I like to you know before I come to the podcast it's like take a shit take a shower and it was like nah not today Robbie so, came to my house yesterday inside I walked through yeah. With dog. No. I, I took, I removed, the dog was gone. Yeah, and I vacuumed it before he got there. Uh, but you know what's funny is like, I, I know Kasim has this thing about like me not going to his house is a weird thing. That would no, be like no, saying, I don't think it's weird. Oh, you've said it so many times. No, that I understand like, you now. I understand you have like a a, a cleanliness thing, and you have a severe has a allergy. Life or death. And yeah, but like severe it would be allergy. like saying people who are allergic to fish, like oh, they're weird. They don't eat fish. I don't think you're weird. I don't know why you're Babe, saying that. I got fucking audio proof. Maybe initially when I first, I didn't understand. No, but when you talk about allergy, when you talk about like my neuroses and like my weird things, well, that I you do, do have a neuroses. I do for sure, but you always bring into that. You tell people like, "Yeah, hasn't even been in my house," and I'm like, "No, that's not part of the neurotic." Right, I, I, I will not bring that up 
I didn't understand the Don't make me call you that word that those fucking people called you when they no, were driving I, by look, in the I car. I deserve it. And I've kissed men. No, I'm kidding. I don't um, say that word. No, no, no. I, you have you've kissed. You did. He did walk in and he made it to the bathroom and uh, and I and then right after that he we took him outside and he just hung out there until we had to leave yesterday. And your it, whole your friends and family definitely thought I was a weirdo because everybody was inside sitting and I was outside by myself no. in the backyard no no no. we were no one sat with you that's so no Kassim they came out yeah, Kassim yeah my brother you hung out second. with my brother you're talking about by yourself oh no i'm just saying there was there was a period of time where like when everybody was eating inside and i was standing outside before my brother got there yeah there was a there was a five minute period where i was making coffee where rob was left alone outside on my patio but i just felt like if somebody came in and was like oh everybody just met rob for the first time why is rob the only one who's standing in the backyard while everyone else sits at the table no trust me they know because before you come over i go guys rob will die if he stays in this house for more than five minutes everyone <laughs> it's understood. True. It's, it's a good crazy. group everyone uh, you get along with everyone so famously and they all love you that's right rob gets along with everybody yeah yeah it took me a while me <laughs> there were uh no we had a i met castle's brother for the first time we went to uh what is it called again? halloween horror nights i don't know i can forget at universal studio universal studio I've and there's like all never these never been there's all these mazes so do you scare easily like if you're somebody like, like, ah, like you like being scared but yeah. you you can walk through without cowering right <laughs> i don't know i've never been castle's got some anger for no i don't have any anger. Punch a certain clown. of the people that we went with no know, my my girlfriend and and her uh sister Kelsey and Adam. So my girlfriend Lindsay, my 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 uh, her sister Kelsey and her brother Adam are. Um, I got to be careful with what I say He's here because I know they around listen. These words because his girlfriend has a genetic mutation, which makes her <laughs> a little more bossy than others. Is that what it's called? Wait, what? I swear this is what we were told before uh, going to Halloween Horror Night. This is good. What? Go ahead, Cass. What? What is? I'm not making fun of her at all. She, this is okay. what she told me. There's a lot to get to here. Um, my girlfriend is she's a boss. She's like a CEO of her own company. She she uh, has a fabrication business. She she runs her own um, lodge in Big Bear. She's like a take no shit fucking go getter person, and I love that about her. Some people out there <laughs> may consider her to be a little bossy and aggressive, and um, and 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 that and if you're listening. Uh, Lindsay, it is not that is that is part of what I love about you. However, He's shaking we, right now like your brother we, was in the haunted house. Just, by the way, <laughs> we just got some um, medical information. This is legit. She went and spent all this money to have her um, have a doctor like dig through her feces and like figure out <laughs> her <laughs> medulla oblongata. Yeah, yeah, like to figure out what her allergies were. Like you can go to a doctor and they'll tell you like, oh, you shouldn't be eating this. You should have more of this. You, you're allergic to this. Um, all from poop. Uh, the poop's part of it. You piss, blood, they scraped a little blood, brain. They do it, yeah. Swab you. They, they stick a finger in you. I'm sure. I call bullshit mm. on these people. Oh, do you? Okay, great. I'd love to. I'd love to hear because especially she. It sounds like she spent like three or four grand on this. She believes in the medium, doesn't believe in the doctor. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. I, I'm no, not, I, I want to hear kidding. about that yeah. because this is something I'm considering doing as well. Because she has a lot of allergies. She's lactose. She's um. She figured out she has IBS now. I don't know if this is information I should be sharing, but um. One allergy. of the things. I don't spell. I'm one gonna, of the I'm things gonna, that he. Write it. <laughs> no, I can't. When he was giving her the results, he told her. He asked her. I'm like. Yeah, I got to pull is up that this the thing. Eleven. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. He asked her, "Do 
people ever call you bossy or <laughs> <laughs> not in a sassy way, but like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like God, that girl. And bossy. she's like, yeah, I guess I've heard that a couple times. And it's like when you have, she said specifically, like when you have something set in your way, do you have a problem with somebody else telling you to do it a different way? She's it's a, it's a, it's a mutation that causes her to be extremely focused when she needs to be like hyper focused. They found this in her poop, but, um, I'll take this poop test. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read you off of her medical paper here what what this is, okay? It's okay. um man, this is a this is a long word. Cat- <laughs> just just go for it. Catechol o methyltransferase. Of course. Okay. Yeah. You don't know about that? Um Okay, so strong cognitive ability, ability to focus Due to higher brain dopamine, but lower cognitive flexibility, mm. e.g., ability to adapt to external changes compared to the medium uh, genotype. So it's it's telling her she has the ability to hyper focus when she needs to, but has a tough time taking other people's sort of input direction. and adapting and direction. Cass was basically saying she doesn't listen to him. She, she has a very strong point of view. Yeah. And well, it's you ran out her. of gas on the freeway. I wouldn't listen I, to you either. I know. And what's the first I, thing he did? Deserve, he called the boss. I deserve there you that. Go. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. This he is exactly why like I didn't mommy. Wanna, This is why I am. I am my own boss. So uh. she told you this prior to Horror Nights. So she was. She has a tough time losing, being out of control of things. When things aren't in her direct, immediate control, it puts her into a state of like bad anxiety. Yeah. And nothing is more out of control than you walking through a tight corridor where people are being paid an hourly wage to scare the fuck out of you with fake knives yeah. and axes and chainsaws. Yeah. yeah. So um, last night we we go um, to Halloween Horror Nights as a big group. It's 80s night. We're dressed up. Rob's Rob dresses as... This is actually more 80s than what he was wearing last He's right. He's wearing like a, a salmon pink Adidas sweatshirt right now, which always, would have been great I'm last night. I'm always in like a hoodie and pajama pants. He's always dressed for comfort. Um, yeah. Rob's the guy that got me into a comfort wear athleisure. But mm-hmm. um, never have I ever seen a family of cowards uh, like I have with Lindsay and her brother and sister. Lindsay would not look at anything but her shoes when she's walking through these things. Her brother is trembling. Adam, and I love you, buddy, but he was- Great tre- guy. Tre- love these people. He's a foot taller than me, by the way. Trembling. <laughs> we took yeah. him to the, the killer clown from outer space. And just so they know, maze. he's not a child. No, he's he's almost 20, and he's, oh, he's young. such a sweet To be guy. scared of clowns? Well, people are scared no, of clowns. No, listen, I know clowns are scared, but I mean like- and, A uh, killer clowns? I they mean, were yeah. killer clowns, and they were from outer space, actually. They're goofy looking. They have scary faces, but their like, bodies are pear-shaped, and you know, it's like, they're, there was they're what, goofy. The, the, oh, because I thought sorry. he was kind I'm of fucking... You. I'm sorry. They were kind of fucking... I thought he was kind of fucking around with like, how scared he was, right? And there, I think there's one rule in the whole park is like, these people are not allowed to touch you. So I'm walking through the thing, and like, you know, I have my hands in my fucking hoodie pocket, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this guy's scared. Like, I just don't want people to like... There's like these spider webs and I'm worried about them like touching my mouth. Like I'm thinking about more stuff like that where everyone else is like scared of these like ghosts and whatever they're supposed to be. And uh, so I know they're not supposed to touch you. So I'm just walking and everything's fine. All of a sudden from behind one of these like flash bulbs goes off. There's like a ah, like a like somebody jumps out of the thing to scare somebody. Somebody comes from behind me and grabs me no. in like an embrace. Not okay. It's her brother. <laughs> oh. 
and he, he's shaking like mud. By the way, I turn. I'm looking at his chest as he as he hooks my arm with his arm, and he's going, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Oh, poor guy. And I go, "Dude, it's all oh right, man." God. Like poor thing. Yeah, I was like, "It's all right, dude." Like you know, because I thought like. I thought before, like he sat one ride out after he after the killer clown one because he said that he was really scared, and then he like I thought he was just like kind of fucking around, you know. And then like I felt him trembling as he hooked his arm like onto my arm and was like apologizing over and over. And I was like, no, dude, like you know, so it's all good. It actually it actually kind of makes me like him even more. But it's just funny. He's just such a sweet kid. The the entire family's so sweet. And but the, here's the thing: if you guys have never gone to these things, if you look scared, and what's the move it's the I shoulder said they to the notice chin. the cocked shoulder yeah so if you have a shoulder cocked they know you're you're a fr- you're fearful of like what's about to happen yeah. you know and it's funny because her when when we walked in uh your girlfriend's brother was saying you know because all the girls were getting scared by like guys running out of the bushes with chainsaws and her brother's like listen you just got to put your chest out and you got to out alpha them that's what he said <laughs> and he's like is yeah this and then, after he got no 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 this is all before okay. and he's like then they won't come near you and i'm just like i'm just observing everything you know yeah. i'm kind of like okay yeah and then an hour later he was holding me you know so <laughs> you know. look if you if they will go out of their way if they see you as an easy scare they will not just like walk past you put that's their so hand mean. in their face so they'll double well, that's back what and for, come right? back towards you and they'll do it a, they will follow scared people around for a while and then they have their friend like follow them from behind while they're following you from the front like they're walking backwards from the front of you yeah. and they'll have their friend come behind you and like rev a chainsaw Ugh. and like do all this and by the way I think your brother too was I, the first haunted house we did I walked behind your brother I haven't laughed that hard in a long like he was everything because he was in the Michael Jackson thriller jacket and when things would pop out of the side he would kind of do <laughs> like the, the thriller move because he would like put his arms up and he'd be scared of like whatever was I have to defend out. my brother here my brother was held up at knife point 10 years ago oh, and God. he's never been the same since and he is like if you ever wanted the easiest he must be real scared of chainsaws he then. is so scared um, but he, but he's, there's two types of people. There's people that like, like to get spooked and, you know, they do a quick jump and have a laugh and a big smile and you, you feel that adrenaline come through you. And then there are people who are legitimately crying and they can't look at anything but their shoes because of how scared they are. <laughs> but you're and, not talking about anyone specifically who might be a little more bossy than other people. Right? No, yeah. We, we, we had both in our group, uh, and we look great by the way, as a group, we were, um, we were, were I'd dressed. Like, I'd like to see a photo. It's on my, yeah, it's on Instagram. Wow. Um, um, what, tell them what you were wearing. You were wearing like a, a rainbow. Yeah, I, I had a windbreaker. No, a wind neon, neon colored, uh, not just windbreaker, the pants too. A yeah. jumpsuit. Yeah, it was a matching. Uh, yeah, because it was 80s night and yep. you were full. And I was in like a black hoodie with black fucking pajama pants. Right. Oh, look at you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah my brother that? with the thriller. Casim goes all out for shit. Yeah, I like to I like to take part in and and yeah, Rob, you don't look at dress up for stuff. No, my my uh, uncle's wife uh, heard the podcast and my uncle they all love it and they're like, oh, the podcast is so good. And she goes, that guy is funny, but why does he dress like that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I think he like dresses for comedy sometimes. Like it's he wears more, like things are more fun for me when I'm you know I'm dressed up and people are like dressed. Up. And I also really get a kick out of embarrassing people around me. So we saw Joker. Uh, last week, and I and I bought a Joker costume, the Joaquin Phoenix version. And my mistake was not realizing that when the there was a movie theater shooting years ago, 
that the shooter also dressed up as Joker. And so I went to this new movie. Oh, man. Dressed up as the new Joker. So you didn't see in the news that they weren't going to let anyone in dressed up? No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't know. Castle's in the bathroom with the water, washing his face off, crying. All I heard from the news was that they were, um, uh, people were on edge that there was going to be violence because the movie was violent. I didn't know that the shooter back years ago dressed uh. up as Joker. So I'm, I had no idea why people were looking at me so weird when I walked into the movie theater. Your girlfriend's like, I told you not to do it. Dressed up, <laughs> dressed up as the new Joker. And after like, for some reason we, uh, once the movie ended, um, it was a big theater. We had to wait for somebody to come back from the bathroom and the entire theater walked past me and no one was like, yeah, dude, cool dress up. Everyone looked and scowled at me and like, and I was like, oh, now looking back, oh, they just think I'm doing something very distasteful, which <laughs> I was, <laughs> right. but I, I didn't know. Um, but I like to dress up. I like to dress up and I like to, it makes me have more fun. And, and if you I like can embarrass, theme. if I can, I like themes. And if I can embarrass like the, the people around me in the process, like I feed on that, I feed on their embarrassment and it, and I grow stronger for it. My favorite thing from this whole podcast so far might be one of my friends, uh, from where I grew up, Yorkville texted me and he goes, Oh, you're doing a podcast with Millhouse from The Simpsons? <laughs> That's yeah. what he said that Kasim looked like Millhouse from The Simpsons. I was, and I Googled Millhouse I from The Simpsons yeah. and the picture. What do you gotta Google Millhouse? Well, because I wanted like the full comparison. Like I wanted because I, I initially laughed you and then to pull I was up like, the image. And then I was like, Oh, I gotta Google this and I wanted to look at it really like and man, it was No, funny. I look It's I, uncanny. I wanna laugh <laughs> I wanna laugh at it more. It's just I've been called that since I was uh, in like elementary school. I I understand. I I have a big and I wear glasses. I get it. You're kind of hunched over. And, a I, and I, yeah, I have a, I have, don't have great posture. You wear a and blue a shirt, and yellow shorts every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but look, I appreciate. You know, I, I don't have uh, any qualms about how I look. So it's, it's fine for me to be called those things. But when you're, you know, you hear the same thing over and over. Sometimes you want a little bit of originality. Oh yeah, but for him, well, you know, he was. To me, it was. I I'm think not, it was I'm fucking the, great. A, I'm the first. Yeah, it's the first time he's ever seen me. Uh, the image of Millhouse is the first thing that comes up. He's going to tell you that. Look, I appreciate that. I never put the, the two together. Have you ever gone to a psychic or anybody like that? Um, I have. I, I actually, I, I did have one experience, um, but I, it wasn't anything. She was actually a, a big time Hollywood uh, like psychic, but she didn't do it. She didn't have a show or anything. I met her when I worked at Best Buy. I sold her some shit. And I realized she had a house right on Malibu at the beach. I'm like, oh, this chick is, she has a nice place. Sounds like she's loaded. And I think she thought I was cute. And she asked me to like deliver her TV to her personally. Um, she's a big Simpsons fan. She was old. She was much older, by the way, which, you know, it's not going to stop me back then. Um, you know, milf fantasy and everything. There, she was probably like 65, you know, but she looked oh. good for, for an older woman. I thought you were going to say 45. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, what do you, uh, what are you about? What do you do? And she's like, I'm a witch. Mm. And I was like, hot. Oh, okay. Uh, what does that mean? You know, what do you, what do you mean you're a witch? And I'm like, what is it? What do you cast spells As on Halloween? slowly backing out of the door. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm moving forward. Right. I'm moving towards a sliding glass window where I could see the ocean. <laughs> I'm like, so what is, oh, wow. what do you mean? You, you, you cast spells and you, you stir a cauldron on Halloween. She's like, yeah, exactly. We do it on Halloween every year. And I was like, oh, whoa. I'm like, you actually, you guys, 
you, you, you cast spells? And she's like, yeah, we, we do it for hire. Like we, um, the last thing I did was I cast a spell for a movie studio to, to, um, help make their guarantee their movie will be successful. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, <laughs> I do it for actors. Actors will come to me and they will, uh, and, and, and want me to cast a spell so they will get nominated or win you know, awards. Wow. And I know the question was psychic um, or whatever, yeah, but anything. this falls into that category for me. As a witch, it was the first offend, witch I met. Don't offend psychics by calling them witches. No, no, I, I, this is a, a, a very different thing. My mom is the closest I've ever gotten to a psychic with, with the stuff. And I, I think I might have to save that for um, another day. Maybe I'll bring my mom on. You she, have to. she loves, the problem is that she just wants, I think she wants the exposure. Well, the, the, the truth, <laughs> she wants the, the truth is I tried to get, uh, your girlfriend to come here and do a little like surprise birthday thing. Cause we were mm. supposed to f record this yesterday. Yeah. And I texted your girlfriend. I said, do you think Castle would like it? If we did like a little surprise birthday for him, we get him a little, you know, cake or whatever. And she said, your brother couldn't make it. Her sister couldn't make it. And she's like, Oh, I'll try and get your mom. And then uh, we rescheduled, but I think your mom, I think your mom has to be on the podcast eventually. Yeah. Would she, you have liked that by the way? A little surprise they came marching in. Hey, yeah, it's fine. I'm not a big surprise guy, to be honest. I mean, I, that's why I, I asked her. I understand I have, there's a part of life where you just got to let go, which my girlfriend mutation doesn't, uh, which by the way, Rob calls her mutation now. Cause she's got a genetic mutation. Yeah. We were walking around the horror night and I'm like, <laughs> Hey, mutation, get me a water. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I called her that this morning. Um, I'm not sure if she likes it, but it is officially what I will refer to her as on this podcast, Mutation. Um, you get that, Jamie? Yep. We're Mutation. calling Lindsay Mutation now. Got it. That's what I'm sure she'll appreciate that when I meet she her. She loves it. Mm, you know what? You smell like the hand soap. Mm. I, got, I took Lavender. a little lotion. I was so happy to oh. get here today and be able to soap and water. And it's like, it's a real big part of my fucking life, man. Yeah. Soap and like when I had no water today, I was, it was, it really it was rough. you, huh? I, so I, I wanted to say that I never had, I've never gone to a psychic. I've never gone to anything uh, like that. And I've never had any sort of like ghost experiences except for one thing happened and it could have just been whatever. I, right before, so my grandmother passed away when I was really young. Don't really remember much about it, but she was, you know, amazing. And right before we were, my family was sitting down to watch the pilot of Sopranos and there were like six of us or something. And we were all sitting in the living room on the couch waiting for the show to come on. And like, there was talk about like, oh, if grandma could be here, you know, like that kind of thing. Jamie's so excited to hear about the ghost. Uh, and, and like right, right, there was like one minute before it started and we heard this loud fucking noise come from my room, like super from loud. From your room. From my room. And there okay. was, yeah, well, there's only two rooms, you know? Um, oh, the, with the Jergens knocked the Kleenex over? <laughs> I go, so I'm like, what the fuck was that? And the thought of ghosts didn't even come. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go see what it is. I opened my door and I had a, a po so I had all these posters in my room, but only one of them was in a frame and it was, um, uh, in glass frame of Dan Marino and it was like <laughs> <laughs> and it was huge like really really big oh, I wanted that like a, a carnival throwing like a ping pong ball into like a goldfish yeah thing. and then you framed it no they it came in the frame I was like walking around with the thing all day at the carnival like everybody has like a teddy bear I'm holding a life-size thing of Dan Marino which is kind of strange it wasn't life-size it's like you know it was probably like three feet or whatever yeah and uh, unless Plus he was size. a little person and I, I remember like it was on the wall for years, years, never moved. 
Nobody touched it. Nobody was in the room. And right before The Sopranos came on, right before the pilot came on, it just happened to fall Weird. off the wall, crash on the floor, broken glass everywhere. Was she a Jacksonville fan? <laughs> the Dolphins. Uh, and she loved Dan Marino. <laughs> she loved the Dolphins. And uh, so that's the only thing that I have uh, kind of yeah. ghosty. Or do you have any ghost things, Jane? No, no. Should we read one more? Should we yeah. read one Wait, more? Go ahead. What's what's okay. a good question? Look through the titles and see what's the what's what what one interests you the most. We have a few here. Thank you guys for sending them in. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, this one's titled but, a really long email. I don't think we can get to it. No. Yeah. Let's let's do a but short one. We'll read get to, that. we'll get to that um, one next time. Yeah. And thanks for everyone for uh, following us on Instagram. We've, we're actually. Uh, we're up to I don't know how many, but we've 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 gone up quite a bit. It's at Pajama Pants Podcast at Pajama Pants Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm just gonna read the next one because I can't choose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hello, all. I heard about your podcast from the Pod of Bing Pod. Big mm. fan of Rob and Jamie's interview on it. Great job, and thanks for doing that. This is from Ed. My question is for it's my Jamie. Dad's name. Oh. Uh, That's not my dad. My question is for Jamie. As an Entourage fan, I was curious your experience in the show and why your guest role was cut short seemingly out of nowhere. I'm thoroughly enjoying the freewheeling, no script conversation between the three of you. Thanks. Um, I had so much fun on Entourage. I was only actually supposed to ever be on one episode and then it turned into a couple more and then it turned to a whole other season, which was great. Why was the guest role cut short? I don't know. It was kind of like Turtle and Jamie needed to end because it was like kind of like their relationship kind of opened his eyes and we was able to spread wings and realize he was more than just kind of like the driver, I guess. Um, and then they wanted to take Turtle's story elsewhere, which I get. And then also Jerry and I broke up. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. How long did you date for in real life? We dated for almost two years. Were you dating when you started the we show? We met on the show. Yeah. Okay. I met him once. He seemed like a nice guy. Oh, I mean, I met him a bunch of times, but I met him. So nice. It's weird that I say I met him once because I met him so many times, but only once when you were dating him. Right. And that's for like so the only time. Person. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. He seemed like yes. a nice guy. Oh, he's the best. Uh, so nice. Um, Okay, so we'll chalk that up to you stopped dating <laughs> and they wrote you off. Probably you fell off a cliff, yeah, yeah. Fell I mean, off a cliff in the show. Mystery let's solved. Let's be honest here. How did yeah. it end? It, 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 I, did they, did I go just... off to New Zealand and I break up with him. Oh, to wow. To shoot like a TV show. Who who broke up with who? Or you don't want to talk Me. about it? You broke oh, up with oh, him? in real, real life? Um, or how, why did it end? I can't talk. That's not yeah, fair. Yeah, I no, for sure. I just, yeah. you know, maybe there was like, oh, you know, we just, both of us decided, blah, blah, blah. Well, like we happy. I mean, clearly the relationship ran a, a course in some way where I think all relationships end because I think we all vibrate and I think we're all energy. And I think that you get to a certain point where you start to grow and vibrate in a different level than the other person. And it's, you, you try and you try. And those were those, those are those rough times where you're like trying to make it work and you're trying to get the other person to see, but it, it's not that one is better or the other or higher or lower. It's just different. Yeah, for sure. And we just weren't matching up anymore. It's mm. the same thing with friendships. Yes. That's yeah. what I mean. All relationships, all of them. And sometimes you can have those ebbs and flows and then you you meet, whether it's in the middle or the other person comes to where you are, or vice versa. 
Um, so that's that's why I think every relationship ends. You said to me also that like, I don't know if this was on a podcast or in regular life, but you said like you did a lot of work on yourself to operate to be like operating on a different level and like there were certain people who you can't be around anymore. Yeah, because they what, trigger me. Yeah, and we were like, oh, we'll get into that on the podcast. What do you mean? Mm, I think it's just like, uh, there's people that like you're, you, you're friends with because of situations, be, meaning like being in the same class, in the same school, in the same friend group. And you just like, if I think back, we never really vibed like that hard. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I just see you three times a week. Right. Mm. But then there's other friends where I've spent a great amount of time with and would consider like a very, 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 very dear friend. And still to this day, if they called me and needed me, boom, I'm dropping everything and I will be there for you. What do you need? How much money? Like, where do you need me to hide the body? Like... If I have ever had like an intimate relationship with you, friendship or otherwise, like I will always care and be there for you. But there's times where I like parts of their personality take over other parts where I'm like, if you're complaining a lot, if you're talking a lot of shit about people, like mm -hmm. I don't do that. Mm. I'm not here to talk shit about other people. I got way better ways to spend my time. Like, it's not interesting to me yeah. to do that. And like complaining is a big one for me. I mean, look, we all need to vent. We all need to get shit out. But when you start to realize that every time you call someone, they're like, huh. Yeah. They're like, how are you? Oh, well, this, this, this. I'm like, all right, well, why did I cry? Right. Like, this was not... I've wait, I could be doing a lot of other things. And it's especially the people who do that and don't make it funny, you know? Because there, <laughs> there's so many people who I hang out with who I was listening to a podcast the other day and they say like, it's so much easier to hang on to the bad shit, you know? It's so much easier to hang on to like, I was sitting in traffic. I was, And also it's like, I feel like if you sit down at dinner with somebody and they go, oh, how have you been? And you're like, man, this fucking traffic. And it's like you're instantly relating in this where like if you sit down, you're like, you know, my life is so fucking amazing. Like, yeah. I just feel like it's kind of like a, which is so weird. It's like, but a lot of people just be turned off by that when you know, like, well, if I sit down and say like, oh, this sucked today or I just got fucking soaking wet in the rain or that like, it's just, it's just this comfortable yeah, but you're right. I don't think a lot of people would know what to do with somebody being like, how are you? Like, great. Yeah. Everything is awesome. Like, Thank oh, you. Today is just better than yesterday. You like, know, people would be like, people what? People talk like that, but why can't they? I don't know. Well, I, f I forget I forget if we talked about this. I, does it feel dishonest, I guess? Well, like, I, we're, didn't we, we talked about The Simpsons earlier, but it's like the guy in The Simpsons, right? It's like, who's the asshole in The Simpsons? It's the really nice neighbor. You know, the guy who's like, hey, good morning. You know, they're like, oh, that fucking jerk off. And it's like, who's the hero? Is like the guy who sits on the fucking couch, drink beers and eats donuts, you know? And I think that started changing somewhere. I feel like it happened uh. somewhere along the line where like, if you look back at like the 70s, I think, or like the 80s somewhere, like there was like, oh, the kid who comes to school from another town with like the leather jacket who smokes cigarettes, he's the jerk off, like outcast. And then somewhere with like Fonzie and then all of a sudden that became the cool guy. And then everybody wanted to be the fucking outcast who's with the leather jacket and like everybody wanted to be yeah. like nobody wanted to be the fucking, you know, like the 50s or whenever the TV was where everybody was like, hey, good morning, everybody, you know, and like that kind of thing became instead of like, it's oh. almost like being nice became fucking corny. that. 
Like, wow. like, and, and I see it too for me, for me, where if I meet somebody who's too nice, sometimes I just mistake it for weakness. And I see people do the same shit to me sometimes where like now I'm in a different place where like, I'm a much calmer person. When my, I came out to LA one time for a year and my dad came to visit me. And after being with me for an hour, he goes, wow, you got soft. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, cause he saw how I reacted to it. And he's like, no, I don't mean in like a bad way. He's just like, you seem very just like, you know, calm. And, ch- and it was right after I got sober too. So it was definitely just like a. Different energy. Yeah. A different kind of pace. That's what this- we call toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. And where I like, you know, like where if, if somebody cut somebody off in a car, I'd be more like, hey, just chill. We're going to get there at the same. Mm-hmm. Where before I'd be like, hey, let's fucking follow him and, and fuck that guy, you know, and want to be angry where it's like, I just remember somebody telling me one time, like if, if there's two cars and they're both stuck in traffic and one guy is fucking angry and miserable and hating it. And another guy in the other car is looking out the window and he's happy and he's smiling and maybe he makes a phone call. Like they're both getting to the same place at the exact same time. That's like one guy is going to show up and walk into a room as that guy. And the other guy is going to walk into a room like, yeah, I was fucking, you know, there's just some shit that like to get angry and angry and angry again over at shit that you can kind of control like there's a lot of shit that we can control. So it's the I feel that this we like can. comes back to our conversation we had about me in the beginning of the podcast. I feel like I'm applying that now. Like there's no reason for me to be stressed out about this. About about the thing about that, your about job. About like yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's, and by, like the most important thing is like if you could think of like a time 10 years ago, like, like today, like this this date 10 years ago, what were you angry at? Like you were probably angry at something. What was it? And you're like, "Oh, I don't know." It's like, yeah, because it's fucking pointless, you know? It's like, and that's the thing too, is like sometimes when I'm around girls and I see them and I think about like dating them or whatever, and I see how they react to the small things, there's a fear in me of like, what happens when something fucking real happens? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What happens Mm -hmm. when somebody's sick or somebody's dying or somebody, you can't handle driving, you know, Mm -hmm. or you can't, or, or whatever the simple thing is, or, but then there's people like who are like me and but you could have bad days like i have just days where oh, for i'm sure. just like not my best self yeah and but I'm then there's also and i'm complaining and i'm when i see people who keep people in their life where it's just a, a fucking cycle of bad mm. and then like oh it's been a week the bad thing hasn't happened and then boom it happens and then they're yeah. like oh no it's been a, we're getting back to normal and then boom it ha- and you're just like and i know it so well because i was in it my whole fucking <laughs> life like yeah. when i was drinking and part everything it was just all fucking t- like if there was a girl at a club who decided to go home with me Nine times out of ten, she's going to be nuts because I was fucking, she saw me like sweating, drinking tequila out of the bottle, dancing like, on a yeah, fucking. yeah, I want that guy. Yeah, dancing on a table, chain smoking, two cigarettes. <laughs> I'm going to eat his butt. Yes, Jamie. Jamie, Correct. say it. Say it, Jamie. Oh, I couldn't even finish it. What? I couldn't oh, even oh, get oh, it oh, out. Did that even, even register? Did that even register no, on I, audio? I, I like kind of like fizzled out. You think you got it? Oh, God. <laughs> There's, you that know. was, Jamie. <laughs> She's. We're, we're gonna slowly convert her. Well, into, it's just because I'm aroused right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dosis. Eight, eight hits of arousal get you there. Are, uh, we, are we? Is that it? Did we? All right, man. Well, we did. We went through a we lot went, there. We did. We yeah. did two emails. Yeah. Keep sending them, guys. Um, what about this long one? I want a copy of it. I want to read what this person we'll said. This is so long. Well, They're, let's not get into it unless you want to do the whole thing. We no. can. We can kick off the next one. Yeah, but w- also one it? thing I feel like we haven't done enough of in this podcast is to thank Bryce and George. Yes. Because no, I'll thank Bryce. 
<laughs> George did not George help will me leave you high when I was dry. being attacked by a ghost. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, right. I heard you. So as I was saying, Bryce, you've been great. Thank you. And that's it. Just Bryce. Bryce, thank you. No, these you guys are great. Uh, I know you guys are celebrities from other podcasts, and it must be killing you to slum it with us. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but we appreciate it. But right now, we're in your smoke-filled studio in Elysian Park. Where are we? Um, we're close to Dodger Stadium. I'm getting, I'm getting secondhand arousal right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, is there a McDonald's drive-thru around here? Oh, man. Nowhere near? What the heck? What? What do you get? What do you get through the McDonald's drive? Number two. Jamie, do In and Out. It's a little bit. What's number two? Shake Shack. Is that two cheeseburgers? Two cheeseburgers. What about Shake Shack? Is it drive thru I don't know, but just McDonald's. I like how you keep it real and you eat McDonald's. What? Why not? It's so. How do you look the way you look and eat McDonald's? Because no one, yeah, no one eats McDonald's. That's like halfway in touch with like health in their body. How is your skin so good and you eat McDonald's? I don't eat it all the time. You just. Oh. You don't, I can't yeah. remember the last time I had it. I just want it right now. She's, She's a normal person. When guys get no, aroused. I eat majority of my caloric intake between the hours of seven and ten p.m. I've seen it. It's a lot of candy, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. Skittles. It's a lot. Like people don't believe. People think I eat like a bird. I eat very healthy during the day normally. I'm just pissed off today, so I want McDonald's, and sure. I just hit my doses pen a lot, and I'm have kind of slight munchies. When, when, when guys can you imagine get aroused? that when you're also on your period? Like, look out. When guys get aroused? Well, yeah, I, I wasn't going to say McDonald's. it out loud, but sure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's we call too. that the perfect oh, oh, storm. Wow. No wonder. When, yeah, I'm emotional right now. But the Sigler storm. People, like, <laughs> people that come over at night and like hang with me are like, holy fuck, this girl can put shit down. I think they call it noshing, right? You're just constantly noshing. It's like, oh, yeah. there's a little Reese's I peanut butter cup. I think they call it noshing. <laughs> I mean, no, but I eat a lot. Like yeah. I'll go from like an avocado with like fermented veggies to like Ooh. an entire chocolate bar to then like kettle corn to like yeah. So maybe you're Siete just Siete chips. Yeah. So maybe at the end of the day you're at zero. Kettle cooked <laughs> salt and vinegar chips. You balance out. There's just nothing. <laughs> Give me a peach schnapple and some fucking peach kettle cooked salt and vinegar snapple. chips. I'm oh do you drink baby. the full sugar or you drink the diet? Uh, I, I haven't had a peach apple in a very long time, but that's just what I would go to. Now I try and like make my own shit or do this. But when I do fall off, I fall off hard. I fell off the other day. I, I, I normally don't. I try and stay away from sugar, but I went to a salt and straw. Have you been uh, to this place? Have you Never had the salted caramel? No, I'll tell you the one I did have. It was roasted strawberry and toasted white chocolate. I got a single scoop and a waffle cone. Now, what they don't tell you is the waffle cones are, are the biggest thing you've ever seen. So she, she hands me this waffle cone with a tiny little scoop. I take one little lick of it, and, and I instantly know that I want more. And I had to ask her for a second scoop. <laughs> and I walked out of there with a, a, a dual scoop. I felt like I was in grade school. It, every bite was good. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was straw that place. Is, There's always a, a freaking line around the block. I I, like, I don't get why people would wait in line for that kind of ice cream. Like, why? Um, and we went when the line was kind of short, and we went in there. And I get it. It's it's just every bite was good. It's on Abbott Kinney in Venice. I'm sure there's other locations, but yeah. Now my mouth is watering. There's one in the valley. Um, okay, should we should we end it? Yeah. And another thing I want to say: shout out to Brockport. That's my brother Brian's college, and they're all listening to us up there. He's making oh, us the cool. official. Thanks, he's making guys. us the official podcast of fucking Brockport. So we're gonna go there Thank and be you guys fucking for listening. super famous and. Jamie's kids Millhouse are going to get says thank you. Jamie's kids are going to get scholarships there if they want to go. 
It's going to be. Oh, yes. They're going to be bumping us in all the yeah, fucking frat houses. Yeah, because I'm turning down jobs. Am I going to have money to pay? You know what yeah. I want? I the want whole good, lacrosse team on the bus is listening oh, to us. We got I want a good college sweatshirt because I never really Me went too. to college. Send oh. us some Brockport merch. Yeah, we're going to be rocking. Pants, pajama pants, Brockport pajama flannel Yeah, pants. let's do a collabo. Uh, we should. Brockport with uh, pajama pants collaboration. Yeah. They love us. They love us. I'm into fashion, as you can see from my outfit last night. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. We'll see you on the next one.